If you're a first-time visitor here, my name's Craig. I'm part of the team here. It's great to have you with us. And uh, But I don't know about you, but how many people love, I know there's somebody in the front row who loves New Year resolutions. Who loves New Year resolutions? Put your hand up if you love them. Be honest. Put your hand right up so I can see. How many of you actually stick to them? How many of you have actually used to do it and now, you know, just since you had kids and your life has been completely turmoiled because of them, you know, you just don't even bother? Like a New Year resolution when you were 20 was to go to Europe and do a trip around Europe. Now that you're in your 30s or your 40s with kids, your New Year resolution is to sleep past 7 a.m. in the mornings. Yeah? Every year I get to the end of the year, Trinity will tell you this, every year I get to the end of the year and, um, and I go through this kind of process where I, uh, I mope about for about two or three days uh, and, I, and I get really kind of negative about myself as I think about all the things that I don't like about me that I want to see changed. It usually always happens between the Christmas and New Year period where I'm looking at things and I complain about this about myself and that about myself and I don't want this to happen and I don't want that to happen in the next year and how am I going to change this and how am I going to change that? And because all of us, I think when we come into a new year, most of us anyway, I would like to think, don't really want to carry into 2018 what you had in 2017. You know, I don't really want to carry some of the attitudes, some of the mindsets, some of the way that I behave, some of the way that I reacted to something, some of the dumb things. that I, Anybody really do anything dumb in 2017? I did something dumb in 2017. I'm proud to admit it. I don't want to do something dumb in 2018. I want to be a better person. I want to improve. I want to grow. I want to be more. I want to be a better person. I genuinely believe that every single one of you, when you come into a new year, every single one of us wants to be a, a better person. My problem is this, is that I come from a position, and maybe you come from the same sort of position, where you think if you try harder, you'll get to be better. I won't ask you to put up your hand this morning, but I guarantee you there's some of you like, I'm going to try harder to pray more this year, and I'm going to try harder to read my Bible more this year, and I'm going to try harder to not lose it with the kids this year, and not yell at them, and, and I'm going to try not to kill them this year, and I'm going to try really, really hard to be a better, better person. And the problem of trying harder is this. Listen to this for a moment. The problem of trying harder is this. Right religious behavior can make you nice, but only Christ can make you new. Right religious behavior, all the hard work that you'll put in, all the effort that you'll put in to be a nicer person will make you nice, but it won't make you new. Only Christ makes us new. I don't follow Christ and neither should you follow Christ in 2018 because you want to be a better person. I follow Christ because I want to be a new person. I want to be the new person that he wants me to be. It says this in 2 Corinthians 15, 16 to 17. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a New person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. When you're with Christ, you don't have to be stuck with the person that you are. You can be new. You can be new. Hello? You can be new. You don't have to carry 2017 into 2018 because you can be 
new. You don't have to turn over a new leaf. You can have a new life. One person's excited about that this morning. I don't know about you, but I don't want a better life. I want a new life. I don't want a better life than 2017. I want a new life in 2018. I want a, not a new leaf. I want a new life. I want a better life. I want a greater life. It says this, John 3, 3 to 7 says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. I, I love this. He's not talking to Nicodemus about an improved life. He's not talking about Nicodemus about going back into the womb and starting again and maybe doing things a little bit better the second time around. He's not talking about an improved life. He's talking about a brand new life. You know, I have a confession to make this morning and, and that is, is that I actually have a man crush. I have a man crush on a guy called Chip Gaines. Fixer Upper is my favorite TV program in the whole entire world. Is there anybody here who's prepared to admit with me that that's their favorite TV program? Chip Gaines is my hero. I was hoping to go to Texas next Christmas so I could go and visit him and have a photo, but that may not happen. But I set myself up on the couch because I recalled Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper, if you don't know what Fixer Upper is, it's a, this program where they find the worst house on a great street, and then they renovate it and turn it into this, looks like a five-star hotel. It's just incredible. It's amazing. And and Chip and Joanna Gaines, she's the smart, intelligent one, and he's just the, he comes across as like the buffhead one. You know, he's just doing crazy things all the time. I love him so much. It's like, he's my, he's my soul brother. And I love that program, and I sit down on the couch And I watch it, and my kids mock me for it. And I rebuke them, because how dare they speak heresy against my chip gains. But you know what they do on Fixer Upper? Is they improve the house. See, see, Jesus isn't about Fixer Uppers. Jesus is about new. Jesus is not about 2017 was a crash, so let's renovate it and improve it and fix it up so that it's sparkly in 2018. No, no, no. I believe God with all of my heart says this. You just leave 2017 in 2017. I'm not into renovations. I'm not into fixer-uppers. I'm into the new. And if you're stepping to 2018, and your prayer will instead, God, help me with, you know, I, I used to pray this, and God's really challenged me. I said, God, help me with this thought process. Help me with this mindset. Help me with this negative attitude. Now my prayer is, God, give me a new mindset. God, give me a new attitude. God, give me a new way of thinking. God, give me a new behavior. God, give me something new. I don't want the old. I want the new. The Bible says this, do not be conform to this world, but be transformed by the what? By the renewing 
of your mind. That word renew literally means salvation. Salvation literally means a brand new start. It's saying that your life is transformed not by fixing bad thinking, but by having new thinking. And I think so often in life we miss out on what God wants us to do because we're so busy trying to fix the old and God's trying to give us the new. I remember once our toaster broke. And so I decided I would fix it. And I may love programs like Fixer Upper, but I'm not a Fixer Upper. I'm a Make It Worserer. And I'm trying to fix this toaster, and she's trying to say, we'll just go buy a new one. No, I can fix this. I've spent ages trying to fix this stupid toaster when I could have just gone down the road to the warehouse and got one for 30 bucks. God, so often I wonder how frustrated he gets with us because we're so busy trying to fix the old me instead of being the new me. And I believe in 2018 that God wants you to be new, not old, but new. Ezekiel 37, 11 to 14 says this, and he said to them, son of man, these bones represent, it's a, it's a valley of dry bones, and he says these bones represent the people of Israel. Whenever you see the word people of Israel in the Old Testament, it's talking about the church. The church is you and I. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I'll bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you. I'm not going to replace your spirit. I'm not going to fix up your spirit. I'm not going to try and change your heart. And in fact, in Ezekiel 36, it says this, that I will give you a new heart for your heart of stone. I'll give you a new spirit for your spirit. He's, talk, he's not talking about a, a renovation of the valley of dry bones. He's saying, I'm going to put a new spirit into it. I'm going to put my spirit into it. And I'll put my, and you will return to the land that you own then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I have said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. I don't know about you, but as I come into 2000, out of 2017 into 2018, I've never felt so dry in my life by the end of 2017. I just felt so dry. I just felt that some of the things that I wanted to see in 2017 hadn't happened. I felt like I'd had some repeats in 2017 of things that I thought that were gone, you know, that we'd dealt with that, that those things had happened. And I don't know about you, but every now and then when you think you've dealt with something, it just seems to rise up again, doesn't it? Comes back up again and, it's, and I get depressed because like I thought we dealt with that. Why is this coming back up again? And as I look back on 2017, I probably finished that year the driest that I could possibly ever feel yet. In their dryness, I feel more hope than I've ever felt before. And the reason why there's more hope in the dryness than there is in the green grasses, I'm going to show you that in a minute. We, we dismiss dryness. We, 
we push away dryness, we, we get rid of our desert experiences. When, when things feel dry on the inside of us, we, we don't reach out to God so much. We, we try to find the solution somewhere. When, when we're going through a dry patch or a dry period or, or when our valleys become dry and our hope is gone and we've been praying and praying, but, but nothing seems to be working. We've worked hard on our attitudes. We've worked hard on our thinking. We've worked so hard to change the way that we've lived in our lives. And, and maybe you're like, man, I've done everything I know I can, but I feel like I've come into 2018 still in this valley of dry bones. What is God doing? Why am I in a desert? What's going on here? I've been working my butt off to make sure that this doesn't happen. So why is this happening? Why is it so dry? Maybe it's because you need to understand that it's a time of the new and not of the old. Maybe it's time for you to understand where new comes from so that you can understand that when you're in a dry moment, you're in a moment of something that's about to be spectacular. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says this, See, I am doing a new thing. Everyone say new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Everyone say after me a new thing. I am doing a new thing. A new thing. Can you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You see, here's the problem with all of us, including myself, is that we never perceive that the new comes out of the dryness. We, we never perceive how can new come out of desert? How can new come out of wasteland? How can new come out of that? And so what we do is when we're in our desert moments or our wasteland moments, we're looking around for green grass somewhere. Somewhere in our lives that's more fruitful than where we currently are. And so what the enemy does is all of a sudden he starts giving you success in your career. And so you throw yourself into your career because that's been successful and, and that's getting me somewhere. And so, and I can escape the dryness. The problem with that is after a period of time, you may have success in your career, but there's still a dryness in your spirit. You're still looking for the new thing. You're still looking for the thing that God wants you to do, but you're missing it the whole time because you don't perceive that newness always comes out of dryness. Are you with me this morning? You're, how can you say that? Because Jesus went into the desert led by the Holy Spirit but came out of the dryness in the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that it's a dryness. It's the valley of dry bones that got the new spirit and the new heart. It's the valley of dryness where God moves the best. It's in the dryness where, O oh, breath of God, come and breathe upon. It's in the dryness. It's in the desert places that the new stuff happens. It's not where the grass is greener. And Isaiah says this in, in chapter 10, verse 12, it says, break up the fallow ground. It's talking about break up the dry ground, break up the what looks like dead ground because it's the fallow ground that always produces harvest. It's not the ground that's got the trees in it 
and the grass and it's nice to lie in and have a picnic and feed the birds. That's a nice place to stay for a while, but it never experiences harvest. It never experiences new crops. It never experiences anything. It doesn't produce. Producing does not come from green grass. The producing in your life comes from the desert places. What you produce best always comes out of the wastelands. Always comes out of the wastelands. It comes out of the dryness. It comes out of those dry moments. Do you know how streams come about in the desert? Streams come about in the desert not because of rain, but because of the underground rivers in the desert. When the pressure builds up enough, it forces the water through the sand and it creates a stream in the desert. You see, you've got to understand something. The new that needs to come doesn't come from the outside. The new that needs to come comes from the inside because flowing through me are rivers of living water who make the blind to see and the deaf to hear. Come on, friend, if you're in a dry place, you're in the right place. You're in the right place for your rivers on the inside of you, the wells of salvation to come through in such a way that it pushes past the dryness. It pushes past your friends who don't want to know anything about Jesus. It pushes past your unsaved family members. It pushes past and it creates streams in the desert places. And then life comes to the wasteland. Oh, but we're so busy looking for God to do something over here because we don't understand that the newness always comes in the dry place. The newness always comes in the dry place. And I really felt as I was praying over this time, and next week I'm going to talk about, well, if, if we are new, how come I don't feel new? If I am new, how come I don't feel new? We're going to talk about that next week, but this week I just want to show you something, that God isn't interested in dismissing the desert place. God is interested in making you new in the desert place, making you new in the wastelands. God doesn't get rid of something. God God makes it new again. He didn't dismiss the army and the valley of dry bones, he made it new again. Are you with me this morning? He doesn't dismiss a marriage that's in breakdown. He wants to make it new again. Come on. God wants to do the new, but we're so holding on to the old that we can't grab hold of the new because we're hoping that somewhere else in our lives we can find the fulfillment, but it only comes. It only comes when a stream starts to come in the dry place. The new isn't outside of the new. The new is within you. And the new is not where the grass is greener. The new is where the bones are drier. God is wanting to do a new thing in the deserts and the wastelands of your world and of the world of the people around you. Your friends, your family, your workplaces. God's wanting to bring streams into their deserts and and turn their wastelands into something of awesomeness. But you've got to understand, stop looking everywhere else for the new thing to come. He says, I am doing a new thing. 
Can you not perceive it? Can you not see that the new thing is coming via the desert? The new thing is coming via the wasteland. Can you not see it? You see, if God is doing a new thing and you're still doing the old thing, you're no longer doing God's thing. You're doing your own thing. If God is doing a new thing, but you're still doing the old thing, you're still trying to find something else because that didn't work. You're still trying to find something else. You're still trying to find where the grass is greener. You're still trying to find where, where something else can be better. Maybe it's a different career. Maybe if I shift, maybe if, I, if there's a change, things will happen. No, no, friend, you got to understand the new doesn't come from a change. The new comes from within, and the new always comes in the dry places. Always comes in the dry places. And I felt God challenged me so much about me in 2018. He says, Craig, do you want new places? Or do you want to keep on being frustrated by your old places? Do you want to be new? Or do you want to be old? And all the way through Scripture we see this. New wine can't go into old wineskins. Because the new wine will cause the old wineskin to burst. Only old wine can go on the old wineskins. New wine needs to go into new wineskins. What does that mean? The new move of the Holy Spirit, the new wine, represents the move of the Holy Spirit. It's got to go into new wineskins. It can't go into the old. It has to go into the new. But we have to understand this, that new doesn't come from the outside. New comes from the inside. Where we pursue Christ with such a passion, where we cry out to Him with such a cry, that that area that was a desert, that area that was a wasteland, all of a sudden the bubbling noise of a river of life that flows out from me. The wells of salvation start to come up and the Bible says that our cup overflows it's running out of us everywhere we go. And all of a sudden, what was a desert place or a wasteland is now a new place. Of produce is now a new place. Of life is now a new place. Of God moving is now a new place. Of the new move of the Holy Ghost is now a new place. Of God doing things in your marriage or your family or your finances or your career. But it comes from the inside, from a bubbling up of saying, how old is it? I don't believe God ever intended my life to have deserts and wastelands. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I'm not meant to have a desert. I'm not meant to have dry bones. I'm not meant to have a wasteland. I'm meant to have a new life, a new desert, a new way, you know, like, newness. Not old. But a new, yeah, a new me. Not working so hard to change my old habits, but applying new habits. A new mindset, a new way of thinking, a new spirit, a new heart. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? Why don't you just close your eyes just for a moment? I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you happy to stay with the old you? 
Or do you feel like I feel that God wants you to be the new you this year? The new you. That every time the old you starts to come to the surface, you go, oh, hold on a sec. No, that's the old, that's the old Craig. That's not the new one. That's 2017, Heather. That's not 2018, Heather. That's the old, I'm, I'm into the new. And I'm into the new and I'm not going to be satisfied with deserts and wastelands because I understand that the, 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 the answer to the desert and the dryness and the wastelands is on the inside of me and I'm going to pursue Christ this year. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. You see, you can't lose if you don't quit. You can't lose if you don't quit. If we would just hold on to him with everything we got in 2018, so I refuse to have desert and wastelands in my life. I refuse to have, I'm going to pursue you, Christ, until that river of living water starts to put so much pressure in that desert environment that it overcomes it and it brings a stream in and there's life and there's produce and there's harvest and there's great things. It is 2018 is not the year of deserts and wastelands, but it's the year of new heart, new soul, new spirit, new mind, new everything. I'm a new person. Behold, the old is gone, and everything has become new. If you're here this morning, I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. You know, the Bible says this, that when we ask Him to be our Lord and our Savior, it says that He makes all things new. He fixes us in a moment. Does it mean that everything comes right in a moment? No, we still have to walk out some things, but he makes us new. And the first step in being a new person is to give your life to Jesus Christ. And so while every eye is closed and nobody's looking, you know, insanity is this, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I don't know what your year was like last year, but can I suggest something? If you didn't give your life to Christ last year, and last year was how? then maybe what you need to do is give your life to Christ this year. And if you're here this morning when no one's looking, I'm just going to ask you really, really quickly. All I'm going to ask you to do is this, is to lift up your hand. I'm not going to make you come out here. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way whatsoever. I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand in your way saying, you know what, I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And then I'm going to pray for you that God would do that. And that's all we're going to do this morning. If you're here this morning, you're like, man, I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Can you just put your hand up? And when I see it, I'll thank you, thank you. You can put it down. Anybody else this morning? Thank you. You can put it down. Anybody else this morning? I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior this year. Awesome. Thank you. You can put it down. Let's just pray for those guys. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we have people that want to give their life to Jesus Christ this moment right now. Father, I thank you that you've already paid the price for our sin. I pray right now, Lord, as they pray along with us, Lord, that they would invite you to be the, your, for you to be their Lord and Savior. Father, thank you that you've already provided the forgiveness for the sins that are being committed. I pray right now that you would come and forgive them, that you would wash them clean of everything, and that their new life would begin right this moment, right this day. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, all I'm going to ask you to do other than that, if you were one of the ones who put up your hand in the seat pocket in front of you, there's a Get Connected card. We'd really love you to fill that out and hand it in at the information desk or there's a drop box just out the door on the right. And all we're going to do is just send you a letter or an email that just says, hey, great decision 
If you want to know more about this Christian life, can we suggest that you do this? That's all we're going to do. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to text you. We're not going to ring you. We just want to send you a letter. And if you want our help, man, we will be there for you. But there's just one more group of people I really believe to pray for this morning, and that's people here that are like, man, I, I want to be, I want to be a new me. I want to be a new me. I don't want 2017, 16, 15, 14, 12, 2010, 2019, 72. I don't want to bring them with me into 2018. I want 2018 to be new me, the new me, the new me, seeing streams in my deserts and seeing my wastelands turn productive. If that's you here this morning, I mean, Craig, I really love it. If you pray with me that I'll be able to see that happen this year in my life, that my deserts will become streams, my wastelands will produce and that this year would be a whole new me, new mind, new thinking, new heart, new spirit, new everything. Why don't you just put up your hand here this morning? Awesome. Anybody else this morning? Let's keep our hands raised right up if that's you. We're going to pray in a minute. Anybody else this morning? New me, new way, new everything. Father, I thank you right now, Father, that you didn't just die on the cross to save us from our sins, but you died on the cross to save us from ourselves. So we don't have to live with the old. Behold, all things are new. And so, Father, I prophesy right now in this place to every hand that is lifted high. Father, we break off the old right now. We break off all the things that are held on to them for so long. Every principality and power that has ever worked against them. We break the spiritual hold of the old right now. And, Father, we release right now. God, prayers of God, give us a new heart. God, give us a new mind. God, give us new attitudes. God, give us a new passion for your house. God, give us a new passion for you. Give us a new passion for your word. Give me a new passion for your for prayer, God, a new passion for worship, that it would be new. It wouldn't be old, but it would be new from this day on. Lord, there'll be a newness of heart, a newness of soul, a newness of spirit, a newness of the physical body, a newness in their marriage, a newness in their finances, a newness in their body where there's health problems. Right now we declare new in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, new 2018, the year I became new in Jesus' name. And everyone said, awesome. Hey, thank you so much for hanging with us this morning.